Ruchim Abayim Vishem Hashem Berachnukam Yves Hashem. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shear. This week is conjunction with the finishing of Kaddish yesterday. Ravachosad Rav Shalom Rav Yeshua Shalom. And like every week, Binyam. A person says Kaddish for 11 months. They, I guess, on a spiritual level, feel a connection within the Shama Tehira. Neshama Kadesha, as each Kaddish helps elevate this Neshama higher and higher, each Kaddish gives another schus for the Neshama, and therefore the person feels directly connected to the Neshama itself. And when one finishes Kaddish, they almost feel like the severed Chasushon. There's no such thing. person doesn't get severed from a neshama. Yaakov avinu leimais ma'azare b'chaim afhu b'chaim Just as his children live on his legacy, so too he lives on. Therefore, when one finishes Kaddish, they have that feeling of a full, complete connection with the Neshama, one minute, and the next minute it feels so void, so empty. But if the person, the person says, I will continue the legacy and I will live the life and walk the walk and talk the talk of the Nifter. Then this person is not Nifter. This person is not separated, not passed away. But rather the person lives as an embodiment within you yourself. with COVID and everything else that was going on always managing to find a minion in a Kaddish okay so once again the video is frozen and the schus I should only see full, full nachas afraid from his children, his family, grandchildren, because of the hate, etc.
This week, we begin Pasha Shlach. We begin, we lane Pasha Shlach. This Shabbos, though, Shabbos Shavolk Machedish Chedish Tammuz. Chedish Tammuz has many different meanings to many of us. And again, we need to take the best and the most important of everything that we see and learn and live in our in our day. Thereby, causing the effect that HaKadosh Baruch Hu beseeches of us as the person is given the mission of this world to and therefore person needs to see to it that they utilize each and every day and each and every moment and as the page turns and we turn to Chedesh Tammuz again these are things that we don't always know what, when and where Chedesh Tammuz is the fourth month Nisan is Sivan Tammuz. I need to try to resume the video. This computer. This is part two of the video. I'm only hoping this is the only other part. Chedesh Tammuz is both the tenth month and the fourth month. If you start with Chedesh Tishrei, it's the 10th month. And if you start Chedesh Nisan, it's the 4th month. When we see though in Tanakh Chedesh Aravi, this talks about Chedesh Tammuz. Chedesh Tammuz is what's known as the Tkufas Hashemesh. This is when the sun comes out. This is when the summer officially in most parts of the world. And when the Chazal want to refer, make reference to summertime, they say Tkufas Tammuz. And the Yomara says, Chamer, Afilu Tkufas Tammuz Karli. Donkey, even in the Tkufas Tammuz, is still cold. 
And then there are different things that I refer to in Navi, not Hashem derogatory way, but in a way that unfortunately different things that had happened, that had transpired in Chedesh Tammuz, starting Shiv Asav Tammuz, etc. On the third day of Tammuz, which we'll discuss next week, we know the issue of Anun stopped the sun. I mentioned another next week. We'll discuss that theme and the greatness of Yimul Tammuz. Focusing now back on Pashas Shlach. Know what you're going to say, which incidentally last week's Pasha also said, talked about how one needs to talk positively and talk pleasantly and not chasvishon derogatorily and not chasvishon chasvishon lashon hara or achilus or anything of the sort. And we saw that from Miriam, and we saw that from the beginning of the parsha, how the Kajbaruch doesn't talk. As you spoke last week, the Gnai, the shame of the Jews. In the Shalach, we know, of course, the Maraglim, the spies, how they came up, what they came up with. The story is told of a young man sitting in Kail, and he knew of a Bacha, that was Nebuchadnezzar Yasim, an orphan. Nobody was looking out for this Yasim, no one was making sure that this boy gets married. And he decided to find a Shidduch for this boy. And he went first to the girl's side to find out if they would even talk about a Yasim, etc. And they said yes, they knew the boy. They didn't ask for a picture. Another calamity and catastrophe in today's Kali Yisrael. Please stop asking for pictures and resumes. Start a campaign with destroying Shidduchim Rahman al Back to the regular schedule. Anyway, the Bach told the Yungaman there's little issue. I have a medical situation, nothing major, major, but I think before I go out, the girls should know about it. And he told them what the medical issue was. The man stroked his beard and says, eh, no, you don't have to tell them. No, 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 it's not possible. He says, you know what, let me, let, let me not frag And he goes to his rope, to Rashakil. Rashakil says, eh, you don't got to say it. But he wasn't convinced. So he went to the Rav of the city. Same result. And another bigger, higher. Finally he sent a telegram to his Rav in Yerushalayim. Who sent back that you don't have to say. And then he had the audacity of the fellow 
to send back a telegram and ask the Rav to ask the Chazaynish. Which he did. And again, a message came back, you do not have to say. And when we meet face to face, I'll explain it. Kids said, obviously, this didn't take a week, this didn't take two days, this took quite a while. And the Yungaman found the Bakr again, the Yasin, and he told him what the Ghazanish said, you don't have to tell. And the Bakr's smile went from ear to ear, and he said, let me tell you something. Do you know why the Ghazanish told me I don't have to say? Because I went to the doctor yesterday and I am totally cured. I don't have this issue any longer. So therefore, I don't have to say. Was it a mefis of the Chazinish? Was it a brach of the Chazinish? <coughs> or was it merely a fact that Das Teda says something, you have to listen to Das Teda? And when Das Teda says, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing, no reason to discuss it, no reason to say it, Das Teda is correct 100%, and we need to listen to Das Teda. Shlach Lecho Anashim. Lecho Zaktrashi Ledaitacho. Send for your own Das. I don't want, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but you are the Das Teda. You, Meisha, are Das Teda. If you want to send, Shlach Lecho. And so Mesha sends on his own reconnaissance. What was the idea? This discussion is never ending. What was Mesha thinking when he organized this? What did he call them? He didn't tell them that you're Raglin. He didn't tell them Um, an investigation the fact that the Miraglim came back with a different conclusion than what Mesha expected them to It's not Moshe's fault. Das Teda dictated Zotfarn. Had they used Das Teda the way they should have, then the results would have been very different. I want to focus on a different part. Let's talk about the Meraglim themselves. Kalev in Yeshua, who they saw, what they saw, what they said. 
In past Shurim, in Shlach, we took a very important lesson from Shlach, which is, limit your words. Limit what you say. You need to say something, you have input, you have something smart to say about something, limit your words to the bare minimal. Moshe was a man of just such a style, just such a finesse. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears this whole episode now and sees the whole uprising taking place amongst the Eden. Needless to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not happy with this result of the Meraglim. We don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling Moshe, I told you so. I guess then that's not, there's no place for ever saying that I told you so. Because we have to live B'midis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu once again tells Meisha like he said to him by Cheta Egel I'm going to eradicate, I'm going to wipe out this nation the way they are and build a new nation from you. Meisha doesn't fall on his face. Moshe doesn't sit 40 days and 40 nights, excuse me, davening for the Eden again. Moshe mm-hmm. tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are you kidding me? You're going to destroy this nation now? Do you know what's going to happen? you know what your results will be? The results are going to be catastrophic. Because we Amru Agoyim, the nations will say, Mibilti Yechelus Hashem Lavi Yisraelam Hazeh, Elon Hashem Nishbalem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not capable. Yeah, he took them out of Egypt. Yeah, he made miracles, he made makas, he made this, he made that, he made Kriz Yamsuf. He did all these things, but that's it. The buck stops here. To actually take them into Eretz Yisrael, he doesn't have that. Can't do it. <laughs> Who is Moshe talking to here? Melech Malchem Amlochem Hakadosh Baruch Hu is talking to. When Estrashit, in the form of a threat, he says to him, "Listen here, Rabbi Nishalim, you know what you're doing here. If you do this." They all say, ah, he was not capable of taking them into Mitzrayim, into Israel. And he had to just kill them out. <laughs> what kind of tefillah is this? Hashem Lavi, Vayishchotim ba'midbar nishechtem in the midbar. 
we really need to examine and explain and understand what was Moshe thinking with such words? <coughs> How was he pleading on behalf of the Jewish nation of their lives? Why and how is it does he not say the Bainishalim there are six hundred thousand of them over there? You're gonna kill six hundred thousand men, women, children. What are you doing? That's horrible. Hakadosh Baruch is compassionate, and hearing such a plea, Hakadosh Baruch would definitely say, "Okay." What does Meisha go to? He pulls out of his sleeve a, a rabbit. The Amr and the nations are going to talk. The Goyim are going to say, Then the spawn of Israel from the Goyim, Rechman al-Islam. We know, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kedrachim V'chanan. He's the epitome of good and kindness. And every commandment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is for the benefit of the person. Especially for Am Yisrael. We see by Yosef, by the end of the talks about Vishloshas and Laka. Why was he taken sent down? The Michya Shilchani Elikim Lefnechem. Kadosh Baruch sent me down here to give food for everybody. Mm-hmm. In general, Am Yisrael. In Golos Mitzrayim it says, Shtar Chayv Shel Gzeras Kiger Yezaracha. And what will be the up? How will we pay off that star? It's the gift through the gift that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will give us, which is the Teda. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu has a pretty much a soft spot for the Yidden, if you want to use that expression. If that's the case, Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants that Achman Al-Islam wipe out, eradicate the entire nation. He wants to do it in order to get them forgiven for their sin. This is their forgiveness. This is their atonement. This is their kapora. This sin was in a specific way and in a deep way much more severe and much more harsh than the sin of the eagle. From the episode of the Meraglim he didn't glean two things. First of all, they saw they don't want to read to Tshuva. Because they don't want to do Tshuva because they keep sinning. So obviously they're not ready to do Tshuva. Secondly, 
that they are affected here in their etzim amun and Hashem. And they're not totally believing in his capacity and his capability. Kedivrei Hashem. Ad onalayaminu bi, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu How long are they going to continue not to believe in me? Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided, you know what, I better get them off the world. Wrong place for these people. They're living in sin. And they're destroying their Elam Haba, the world to come. And their ability to later stand up with Chiz HaMesim. So Mesha Rabbeinu doesn't daven on the actual life of the nation. He knew that this decree to destroy them was actually beneficial for them. That would be the best case scenario actually. Therefore, what did Moshe have to... What card did he have to show? What ace did he still have up his sleeve? To deter HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to nullify such a decree and thereby not causing a chil Hashem amongst the Goyim. The fact that they have no as emak machshaves of shalakadosh baruch hu. Don't understand the depth, the deepness of the machshaves of shalakadosh baruch hu. So therefore, it explains the death of the nation. It would depict as if he could not take them into Israel. And therefore, the nations would be seeing and talking and, and reenacting a tremendous Kalashem. So therefore, Akadish Baruch had to rescind on his Gzaira. So, on the merit of this request of Meshra Benu, he exchanged the punishment. Of destroying the Dera Midbar and he extended it for 40 years. And this way, they merited the children of the desert, the people of the desert, the generation, that ultimately they will be able to stand up for Tchiz Mason. If you keep his score homes, Gemara and Sanhedrin, Kuv Chesam Ralaf in the Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar says, The Amidbar is coming to Mayim Haba. They will stand up for Tchiz Mason. And so too comes the words of the Medrash and the Zayah. And the Zayah clarifies it. This is the reason the Meshach Rabbeinu did not go into Israel rather was buried in the desert so that he could stay with his flock a loyal and devoted shepherd stayed and got was buried with his flock outside of Eretz Yisrael 
and Lassid Lavi will stand up with his whole generation and at that point take them into Eretz Yisrael. So here we could learn the dearness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the endearment HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for each and every Jew. Every situation in which they find themselves. Even if, God forbid, they lower themselves down to the lowest of sin, the Chetamaraglim, in the end, Yismarku Chatov Yizkeli Yield. Everything is wiped away, and he merits to say Nevoa. Because Kal Yisrael Yashem Chedek Lelam Haba. Every Jew has a chilek in the world to come. And therefore, since every Jew is such, Neitzim Atoy Emasa Yodai Lispoyer. And therefore, Misha says, be careful. Don't let the Goyim see this. Don't let the Goyim think that the Ratzon Elyon was not to take them into that strong. This was the actual clarification that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Moshe. But the Hebrew cries out to Moshe and he says to them, you have to meet a bus? How long will this go on with this wicked nation? A nation that ultimately has Teda, Tvila, Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem. Interesting. There was a story also about a Bacha. Nida Shidduch. He came to his Rebbe and he said to him, Rebbe, tell me with Ruch HaKedish, when, when will I find my Shidduch? It's just too painful like this. I know it's five years, six years, ten, whatever it is, I feel I'll find the Shidduch and I have children. I can survive it. But if I don't know, the, the, the ignorance is killing me. And his Rebbe asked him, what was the difference between the Shidduchim of Yitzchok and the Shidduchim of Yaakov? Abraham Avinu saw yet the marriage of Yitzchok and knew where where Rivka is 
but didn't know if Rivka was his Bashet. Little Rivka. So he tells her he has a far. Only from my family, nobody else. It's not come back. Yitzchok was sitting there learning. Davening Mincha all day. <laughs> and he knew the break the Mashiach, the truck the Mashiach, the break the Mashiach. Who, what, when, where, he had no idea. I didn't have a focus on who, what, when. So Akadosh Baruch Hu sent it right away. In an easy way, in easy fashion. Whereas Yaakov Avinu knew that there were two sisters, Rachel and Leah. And he knew that Esav was supposed to marry one and he was supposed to marry the other. So in other words, do the math, Leah was older, Esav first, Leah marries Esav and he marries Rachel. And then the rest will be history. Came to Bush came to shove as we say in America and he came to pick up his prize. No, 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 no. You gotta work seven years. First things first. Work for seven years. You want Rachel? Alright, you Rachel. Comes to the Kupa and he says, Then what's going on over here? He says, Are you crazy? We don't marry off your younger sister before an older sister. Huh. That's not a thing. Therefore, you gotta marry the young, the older one first. And then the younger one. Seven years for this one, another seven years for the other one. So he much it because I got it all down pat. Black Glaive Davis there, everything else, but I got it all down pat exactly how it's gonna happen. I know the scene, I know the story. Sakim Davis there, all them you say the mouth of a safe offer, you know, nothing. And therefore only way I decide you will have. He tells the Bacha. You daven in the Baruch send me my Shidduch. Don't say, I want to make that, so I want to make that one. Just send me my Shidduch. And in more than due time, quicker than due time, immediately, HaKadosh Baruch will send you yours. Don't put anything extra into the picture here, into the story. And don't put a picture on a resume. It's Osir, Paskin, Psach To send a resume for a Shidduch with a picture is Osir. And therefore we now go on to the next Pasuk of the Parsha, Ar Mosayil Eidah Ra'azayis, to when will this 
evil nation do this? No, it's not talking about pictures on resumes, but it should. Milcha. Not yet, I got time. But Milcha, like Maidiv, like Shachris, needs to be davened with a minion. Vifos a minion. How much is a minion? Ten people. It takes ten people in order to be able to recite a davish of a word of holiness. Kedusha, Baruch Hu, Kaddish, you need ten people. This says the Gemara Megillah. <laughs> we learn from the Meraglim. The Tata compares and says the ten Miraglim that spoke evil against the holy nation, Ibasra. Tata calls them Ada. Ada Hara, nonetheless, but Ada is considered an Ada. We learn from here, Zakdun Yamada. Khomokim Shir Sadh Ada, whenever you need an Ada, you need ten. Minimum of ten. Simple Kasha. An Ada, a minion, is very chashuv, very valuable. So where are you taking the limit of an Ada, an Ada, then a minion of ten people? From the Meraglim? From the spies? They didn't turn out so well. Truth is, this whole Miraglim story. It's a little uh, hard to grasp, hard to wrap our minds around it. They didn't want to go into the cell. They wanted to simply stay in the desert. What happens? The Kashbok said, "Okay, you'll stay in the desert." You'll stay there, you'll wander there for 40 years. So what happened, Rog? Chassidus explains, and we've spoken about this before, what was the intention of the Miraglim? They wanted to stay in the beautiful, spiritual, pure environment of the desert. They wanted to continue and persevere a life of holiness. Like they had in the desert, with nothing else. They, they fed themselves from the mon, from the slav, 
They were protected by the clouds. Their clothes got washed by the clouds. They drank from the Bear Miriam. Everything was beautiful, beyond spiritual. No. Why leave the scenario? There was no phone service. There was no Dagis Apanosa. There was no internet. There was no Roshanara, basically. Well, there was. Miriam got the trouble, didn't she? So they suspected going into Etzisrael starting to plow your fields and your vineyards and and reaping, etc. and all the other physical labor that needs to be done this will take away from their time of attaching themselves to God. And therefore, quite logically, they said, we want to stay in the desert. So their, their intentions were quite pure in that case. And we know as they left, they were tzaddikim. So therefore, we learn from the Miraglim the concept of Eida Kedusha. Because really, they were Anashim Kedushim, they were holy people. And they wanted to stay attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What was their sin? In a very high level. And therefore they needed to understand going into Israel is not the master plan. The Rambam teaches us different ways of serving God. In essence, he divides it in three different ways. The first is the one that serves God from fear. He fears God himself, he fears the sin, he fears the punishment, he fears in fright. And he serves God, but this is the lowest level of service. The Amaratim, the children... Before they get before they get smart enough, fear. Child is frightened. He's going to get a stick over his hand. Child is frightened that he's going to get uh, his teeth rattled. Child wears though whatever he's given to wear. Whereas if he moves out of that environment out of the Ananiya COVID, out of everything else, he's now going to have to look and search and find. So until that point, when they're a young child, they're just frightened. I'm going to lose my clothing, I'm going to lose my food, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to be punished. That is serving God from Yira, which is the lowest of forms. Higher than that, though, is the Aveda of Ava, of love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Second thing is, one that serves God out of love. He loves God, I'm in love with one above. 
And therefore he's ecstatic to fulfill the Ratzonah and to serve him. And to get closer to him and attach himself to him. This was the Maraglim. They loved God. True love. They wanted to serve God through Dveikus. And they saw that the physical mundane world of labor in the world would hinder their Aveda. Beautiful, beautiful level. But that's not the complete package. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu left the Eden 40 years in the Midbar. Yeah. This Darga, therefore, as high as it is, is not the Kavana of Akadosh Baruch. So Akadosh Baruch had to leave them for 40 years soaking in the desert to get and achieve their highest level of Avedis Me'ava. And to get even higher than that. And this comes through Bitui Tafke when you go into Israel. This highest of the levels is Isa Ms Bipneshu Ms. He does the true thing because that's the truth. One who stands in that level does not consider himself at all. Doesn't think about himself at all. On the hardships, on the good things, what he gets out of Avedis Hashem. I want to do only one thing and one thing itself and complete my mission and my job, my obligation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore this is his Ratzin, his true Ratzin, and therefore this is truly Emes. This was the level of Yeshua and Kalev. They did not think about themselves and Iota. On the hardships and everything else they're going to have to go through to go into Eretz Yisrael. They were fully prepared because this, as they knew, was Ratzin Hashem. And they wanted to do Ratzin Hashem at all costs. And although also the level, the Darga of the Maraglim was a very high level of Vedas Hashem, they served God out of love, wanting to be in love with the one above. Therefore we learn from them the Yin of Minyan, Eida, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, fulfills the fact that they had been put through and subjected to for 40 years in the desert until they come to the highest darga, Aisa Ms Vipneshu Ms does true because that is the truth. And that is the way a Jew needs to live their life.
At the end of the parsha, we hear a story. A sad one, albeit. There was a yid that went out and was mekreshish eitzim. He cut, chopped, and gathered wood on Shabbos. And obviously, when the halacha was presented to Mesha, the man, Rechmanel's son, had to be put to death. Had he put to death? The question is prior to that, we hear about Ani Hashem Alikechem, story of the Miraglim. break into politics of this woman how she has these chus and how she has this merit I can't understand opened her mouth about forbidding people putting on tefillin with uh, minors shall we say with under, under 18 and wanting to pass a law that they should be arrested for it Baruch Hashem now, because of her schus, hundreds have put on tefillin. And they're all looking to do it and the most greatest purism is possible. They're all over TV now, showing how they're putting on tefillin. And they are davening. And in front of her house, they organized a minion. And everybody stood in their towels and tefillin singing. But they sang what else? So here we see a woman that the Cheder sounds like something so icky, so evil and wicked, and yet has such a tremendous chus to be mefarsim, mifzitulin at such a level. So again, the Sipur Amaraglim finishes off, and we hear about a person that the Chmanal Tzlan Sins of the Zara, story of the Jew that's Mikesh Eitzin on Shabbos. Rashi brings the explanation for the Mesha Darshan. Why is this one next to the other, the Avi Zara, Mikeshish, teaching us that Mikhail Shabbos gave it Someone who desecrates Shabbos as if he served the Avi Zara. That too is equal to all mitzvahs. 
This needs to be understood. The connection of Dine Eves Avedis Alidim and the Pashash Mikeshis still doesn't find a connecting straw with the story of the Miraglum. Sinavedizara, we find a very interesting concept. It's one of the worst worst Avedas that a person can do. Idol worship, the worst thing a person can do. And therefore it goes under the level of Yaharik Val Yavar. You have to let yourself be killed rather than do it. And throughout the generations, he died on Kiddush Hashem, not to serve the Zadach of the Son. They chose death, which is what they were offered, not to do in any which way, form, or fashion, serve the Zadach. To bow down to an idol or any other thing. not to do anything that would be estranged from the service of God. We need to understand this. The main sin of Avedizara is the belief for the full heart of a Jew and taking it away, taking it and putting it elsewhere. But the thing is though, by not believing, it doesn't tear off a Jew from God. Where to how much does a person have to be Mason Efish? Basically we'll learn this from Rambam. We come here to the ultimate foundation, fundamental connection. Oh no. Can't believe it. We come here. This is the ultimate. Maisehu Ikir the mainstay issue of belief in God. The value, however, in this world, the main thing is the maisa, the deed which we do. And therefore, a person that serves he does the worst of sins. Whatever his intentions may be. Therefore, the klal is Yarek Yaver. On this Aveda itself, we are obligated to die for it. And that's why many Jews throughout the generations have given their lives for such. Not to Chas Shalom, 
even let someone think that they were going against God. This is we play the mainstay point that we find in the Mekreshe Shaitan. Again, if you keep your score at home, we brought down the tastes of Baba Basra, Kufi Tesam and Bez, Nibir Maskos Afilu. And he explains there, Mekreshesh, the Shem Shemayim, the Skavim. The fellow that was Mekreshesh Eitzim had heavenly intention. He felt that after the Chetam Meraglim, and the nation was told they're not going into that show, that the Yidin now started to get depressed, and started to deject and reject the, the, the mitzvahs. So he stood up and he showed them a person's Mechal Shabbos, needs to be killed. And everyone had to see this. Not only did he have intention to be Mechal Shabbos, the opposite, he had intention to strengthen Shabbos. And in the purest of ways, He wasn't so involved in his Kisha Shaitan. And it was in Malachashen and Sikhil Gufa. He was going home with Gimara and Chagiga Dafyud. In the beginning of Ahmed Bez. Malachashen and Sikhil Gufa. He did something he didn't need. Is it really considered Chil Shabbos? But still, in all, he was punished with Maisa, with, with, with death. Because Maisa Uike. And according to Teda Teda Semes, this is called Kil Shabbos. This point is one that unites all the Yoni of the Parsha. The main stress, my focus, on the pale, on the Tzivri, on the commandment of the Abishta. So to the sin of the Meraglim, that they stepped, overstepped their boundaries. And they rather attached themselves spiritually to God rather than do the Maisa Yikir and staying in the Midbar rather than going into Etzestral and doing Mitzvah's Maisa's Pale. And therefore the prayer that we take from Parshish Miraglim, not the intention of Yenis, not the highest where one wants to attach themselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the key mitzvahs prepared in Etzestral, Shabbat Shalom to all.